This is Mattercast. Real people, conversations that matter. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome. Nico Rigel is a multifaceted entrepreneur and single mother. While health coaching for well over a decade, she's helped get girls off the streets, authored two books, cultivated peace, and through award-winning gameplay is bringing families together. We got deep on inspiration over envy, coyote medicine in these times of conflicting ideologies, the soul-accessing trifecta of love, purpose, and fitness, and how-to heart guidance for conscious life path success. Another beautiful time with an amazing being. We hope you enjoy. This is Mattercast. still doing that you know it's kind of one of the things that we're doing right now and this is kind of an offshoot you know Lauren and I have talked about just wanting to have positive conversations have real conversations with people and we're going to get into that because it seems like every time I've talked to you or every time I see what's going on with you you're usually doing something pretty cool or something different you know and and I just I really admire that so kind of looking forward to getting into it with you a little bit get into it yeah, but first thing I always like to do when we start these, I kind of want to set an intention for the conversation if you don't mind. Love it. Cool. So I just really want to go into this conversation where both of us are able to hear each other clearly, you know, with compassion, with presence, and then we're able to speak our minds and feel safe speaking our minds, feel comfortable speaking our minds clearly, and that you and I both get out of this conversation what we need to get out of this conversation. And whomever is listening to this conversation might just hear exactly what they need to hear as well. Yeah. Yeah. So just to start off, Nicole, like I said, I think there's a lot of different things that you've been doing since I've known you. But let's just start kind of from right now, just a real sort of brief kind of introduction about what is what it is that you're doing, what kind of, what, what's your life all about right now? It's going to sound kind of cheesy, but I think the center point of it is family, it's love, and it's being creative and sharing my gifts with the world. Yeah. So I run a personal training business, a health coaching business, which I have for 15 years. And I really work with uh, people from the inside out. And it's great to take care of your body. It's great to look good. But the inner stuff is so much more important. How have you sort of gotten in line with the modalities that you work with? 
my mother was a hippie. We were raised around Native Americans and I was brought into different ways of looking at life and being at a young age that allowed me to think differently. Naturally, when you're <laughs> walking around a circular burnt down house with a bunch of Native Americans doing some chant with like feathers and smoke, you know, you're going to have a different perception of life when you land in the city. It really just comes back to love, comes back to being centered in that and what in your life is going to support more love. How can you spread that outward on bringing it in and then circulating it out? And I think there's nothing better than creating that for yourself in your life in whatever way that looks like for you. Yeah. And that's a hard question to answer for, you know, for, I know myself, I face the challenge of like, what does that look like? Let's talk about what is that really? Like, what kind of love am I talking about? Yeah. Can you get there? Because I yes. do. I think that there are three things in life that if you can grab a hold of, I think that your life will be amazing. And mm -hmm. I think the first one is fitness and we can talk about that later. And the mm -hmm. second one is love. And then the third is purpose. But when we're talking, I feel that love is the first thing that you have to come to. And when, I, when I'm saying love, I'm talking about agape. I'm talking about the Greek word for all encompassing, worldly, amazing, expansive love. Maybe it's spiritual, maybe mm. not. Um, it, it all just really depends on the person. I've met my, my stepdad is an atheist mm -hmm. and he is one of the most generous, loving men I've ever met in my life. So it doesn't matter how you connect to that feeling. It just matters that you do. And so I have an idea. We should do it right now. Let's do it. I'm totally into it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Here's here's what we've got to do. We got to close our eyes, Jeff. Okay. And you have to sit up really tall. Mhm. Mm and the reason you're sitting up really tall is because you're just aligning with your body. You're aligning with your spine, and you're lifting from the top of your head and you're pulling it up as high as you can. Mm -hmm. And then you're allowing your breath to come up in through your nose the top of your forehead, around through the back of your head and down through your spine like a waterfall. And when you start to breathe like that, it just feels really, really good. And then, and this is what I like to do every morning, is I like to imagine that the heart is like a store and you've got to go down in there every morning and open up the doors. <laughs> And so what I like to do is take your breath and just allow your breath to kind of go down through the back of your neck into the heart center and just sit there for a second, taking your breath in your heart, shoulders are back and just open it up and just breathe into that. Let's just take three deep breaths. Sure. So what I think is connecting with that space is touching your soul. Mm. 
And when you touch your soul, you can have some communication with who you really are, mm -hmm. and what it is that you're here to do, and the best energy that you could ever imagine, because it's all there. Yeah. One thing that I firstly noticed about that, we talked about first of that really sitting up tall and a visualization from like the top of your head and aligning your spine and all that. And I noticed that there's just this really alive tingling sensation that I always get. And I know I, I've always thought this, that when I feel really connected to something, I'll get it up my spine and I'll always sort of get it at the top of my head as well. That's kind of an interesting tingling sensation. Right. And there's something that is, it's a little bit tricky, but you really have to just kind of put everything else aside to make that happen, it seems like. To really, truly experience the kind of subtle power that's in there. To, to get in there, and I'm trying to voice something that's really, really difficult to sort of explain. Because, I'm, yeah. Can I ask? Can I ask? Sure, yes. So when you did that, Mm -hmm. it was a very short time and normally it takes 15 20 minutes in the morning to really go down there yeah and 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 i'll just say something really quick but when you start to meditate and you start to go into the heart and you start to get connected with that space if you haven't done that it's like walking through a forest with a bunch of weeds mm. you have to clear that path by walking there consistently. Yes. It's the only way. So if it feels hard at first, that's okay. Yeah. Supposed to. You haven't been there. You gotta hang out there a little bit. You've gotta walk down there every morning. You gotta open up that beautiful space. And it takes a while. Yeah. You know, when you talk about this this sense of connecting with this like this feeling of agape, this really loving connection. And that it's not necessarily has doesn't have to necessarily be like a spiritual thing. Yeah. Have you worked with it with this kind of exercise with people who don't who don't have a sense of spirituality? You know, have you have you done a similar practice with with people like that? All the time. All the time. Here's the thing: is, mm -hmm. is what is spirituality? And this mm. is the problem right now with a culture that believes in spirituality. The problem is is that they think it's feathers and smoke mm. and other things when it's not. Yeah. The only thing that spirituality is, is walking that path and touching the heart. Mm. What could be more spiritual than love? Right. I think there's a huge confusion over what love is, though. And, you know, you make that distinction that you talk about, again, agape, this, this deeper connection that, that I think... I know for me, that's one thing that I've had to really struggle with. And I imagine this is the, the case for many people. Like, what does that mean to truly, to truly love, to, to have that soul connection within you? Mm. You know, because that is one of the questions I, I feel like I've dealt with and have struggled with a lot is when we do a practice like that, I really do see the benefits of doing that. I think it's such a powerful thing to do for even just putting myself in the right receptive state and the right frame of mind that I want to be in. But one of the questions that, that I have with, with a practice like that sometimes is, okay, okay so I'm, I'm getting into my heart. I'm getting into my heart. How is this going to tell me anything about my purpose and how I live my life? Where does that all come from? I think that's such a good question. Mm. Um, I, I will say that 
and I just, I just have to say this because it's the person that taught me this, but my grandfather mm-hmm. was such an amazing man. And he, when I was a very little girl, he never let me come to the dinner table without questions. And he said, bring me questions, bring me good mm-hmm. questions. And I would have to show up and find questions to ask him that were, mm-hmm. I thought, Part like why is the sky blue? But he was a chemist, and so that was easy for him to sure. Yeah. But what I learned from that is that it isn't the answers that we're seeking; it's the questions that we ask that are going to reveal what it is that we're actually seeking. Huh? Does that make sense? So it does sort of. But can can you explain that? I mean, are you able to explain that a little bit deeper? Yeah. So mm. when you go to the heart, you're touching your soul. You're touching. Um, a deeper sense of who you are. It's not about what's on the outside. It's about what's on the inside. It's about whispers of the soul, things that you're born with, a purpose that you have. There's a nature inside all of us. Mm. And that nature um, reveals things about who we are. And when we go into the heart and we touch that space, first of all, it's all about a few things and let's talk about what that is. So mm-hmm. it's acceptance. It's these are all faucets of love. It's acceptance, it's compassion, it's generosity, it's kindness, it's gratitude, it's peace, it's awareness, it's patience. It's all those beautiful qualities. So the first thing is to start to cultivate those qualities. The more you can cultivate those things from touching your heart, the deeper that you're going to get to be able to ask other questions. And here's why. If you go to your, if you go to your heart and you're trying to ask a question, like what's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? Who am I really? Mm. If you're not already in a space of acceptance, you're not going to hear it. Mm. When I go to my heart, I'm not just looking for beauty. I'm looking for the ugliness inside of me. Mm. I'm looking for what I need to change about myself. Mm. I'm looking for my flaws. I'm looking for what is standing in the way of me loving more. Okay, so when you go into your heart, do you feel that what it's doing is kind of allowing you, like you're, what you're saying is that I wanna be really honest with myself for one, yes. right? So if I'm going here, I'm going to use myself, but basically what you're saying is that I'm, I'm going to go to this place and I really want to have an honest communication with myself, or I really want to uncover some of those things that maybe aren't so easy to accept about myself. Exactly. Okay. And the sense I sort of get is that when you're in your heart and you're just there, you can truly feel what those things are like and truly experience them. Does that sort of make sense? It does. Yeah. The the truth is that we all have the answers inside of us. And this is the problem that I have with spirituality. Mm. It, It teaches you that, or, you know, some, some philosophies teach you that it's outside of yourself. The answers Mm. are not outside of yourself. Right. Intuition. Yeah. You have intelligence and we're to use that to ask ourselves the right questions so that we can further ourselves and evolve so we can be happy 
so that we can feel authentic as we're living our life from day to day. Yeah, what, what kind of questions do you ask yourself when you're in that space? So right now when we did it, mm -hmm. when I closed my eyes, um, I just heard, how can I love more? Mm. You know, and, and I know what things that are going on in my life right now that I need to work on. Mm. Um, I'm not perfect at all. And I have so much that, that I can work on. And, and I think just being real about that. Yeah. And just being like there and present with what exists is huge. Yeah. I think what I, what I take from that practice and what you're saying, this connection is this thing where feeling those things and really feeling what disappointment in yourself feels like, what it feels like if you have guilt over something or anxiety or these things that maybe don't make you perfect, right? Don't make you this perfect person. To really feel those things, I think for one, you start to see just what they really are. It's this, it's kind of like this feeling. And there's a lot of thought that just kind of goes around that, that sort of cloud that. And do we ever get below the, that thinking about our shortcomings? No. And we're not supposed to because we're human and we're going to mess up. And yeah. We need to grow. And that's why we have to meditate and work out and cleanse ourselves and be and, and be in relationship with somebody who can help us become better people. Yeah. We're flawed. Yeah, I think we do so much of this kind of an escapism. It's so difficult. I mean, you know what it's like? I know I think about like things that I've done and you just get like that super cringiness. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh God, like you just, and it's, it's such a hard feeling to stay with and actually feel it. You know what I mean? I think like as soon as something, that's just one example, but I mean, there's so many that when, as soon as that comes up, it is so easy to want to just, for me to want to distract myself from it. Well, I get really excited when I find something that I need to change or some type of ugliness within me. I look at it like, like, um, like I'm hunting. Yeah. And I want to find some little animal to spear. Yeah. And slice its little throat. <laughs> yeah, to really get to the bottom of it, right? And like uncover this thing. I think that's really cool. You said it's like you're you. you it sounds like it's, it's a natural thing. Like you, you've taken this different perspective on being introspective with yourself. Like it's okay to have these nasty things within you. It's like, let's take care of these. Let's start cleaning my house a bit more, right? Right, and it's empowering. And women especially are always taught to be so sweet and pretty and perfect and suppressive. And, and now it's changing, which is great. But um, it's nice to know that you can be strong and a warrior and empowered and you can take charge of things in your life and the emotions that you don't want to have and the flaws that you don't want to have and that you want to work on and that you can wrestle them to the ground until you can, you know, end them. Yeah. So can you talk about that for a minute? When you talk about like ending those things or wrestling to the ground, like how do you deal with when those things come up? How do you feel is the best way to really deal with that and get past Either it's like an like a, a like an ongoing sort of feeling that you have a negativity or just a certain you know specific moment. How do you deal with that? In relationship 
to yourself or with another person is the only way to deal with it. So as soon as you find what it is that is lurking inside of you, we all have attachments, we all have fears, we all have bad patterns that we participate in. Um, we all sometimes are motivated by the opposite of love, which takes many forms, which always comes back to fear. Yeah. And finding those things and ending them looks like, first of all, being aware of what they are. Second of all, coming up with a plan to basically reverse that because it's all, it's, it's all just conditioning. It's all just a pattern of the mind. It's just something that we were either taught or something that we were born with. So being aware and knowing what you want to do instead of that, knowing what you want to think and feel instead of that, and then placing an action. With hmm. There's something that I do with my clients, if you want me to share it with you. Of course, yes. So this is a tool that I have seen change people's lives. Okay. So simple. But write down all of the negative things that you think about yourself and that you say to yourself on a daily basis on the left side of the page. Hmm. In the middle, write down all the positive, so the opposite of that, and really like add emotional words, like things that you feel. So you mean kind of like, okay, so uh, what do you mean? Like to, to the positive or to the negative? Well, like, do you have a negative thing that you think maybe others say or that you say? Like, what's a common thing that people may say to themselves? Uh, that I'm not good enough. Okay. I mean, it's kind of a general, it's a broad thing, but that's something, yeah. So what would be the opposite of I'm not good enough? And you mean kind of, okay, so, well, obviously that I am good enough, that I'm capable. So I like to go a little bit further. Okay. Just that. And I would say something maybe like, I'm, I'm so worthy of all that I want and desire. Yeah. And I would say it like something really empowering and, 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 and exciting. Yes. Because right? it's better that way. It right. Energy than just like, I am good enough. Right. Instead of just like a statistical or like analytical, like, I'm not good enough. I am good enough. No, like you just did right there. You demonstrated like you want to really kind of own what it feels like to really be deserving and really be capable and really just be worthy of all that stuff. What does that feel like, right? And then exactly, what does that feel like? So then you feel that. And then my favorite part is adding an action to that. Hmm. So what, what action can you take when you say, I am worthy of all I want and desire. Well, what goes with that? When you close your eyes and you think that to yourself, I am worthy of all that I want and desire. What actions are you doing in your day that are solidifying that positive thought? If you don't have the action, you can't make that positive thought a reality. Sure. Yeah, then you're just kind of stuck in your old habits that reinforce the the negative the the original sort of thought that's ingrained yeah yeah and it seems like i think where you know in the past i've tend to been maybe bogged down with a thought like that is i feel like that action maybe has to be like this huge life-changing thing you know what i mean like like i'm gonna make this huge shift in my life where i suspect that in reality it doesn't have to be that at all it can just be these little sort of daily activities and so what Let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of people don't feel like they're worthy of everything that they want and desire. Certainly a lot of the clients that I work with have expressed that to me. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is an action that would solidify someone's worthiness? Oh my gosh. It's, I think it, 
that's a that's a tough one. Um, it kind of depends on and and what I'm not what I'm feeling I'm not worthy of. Geez, that's a hard example to come up with. Um, maybe if I okay, the the only thing that comes to my mind is maybe if there was somebody that just maybe thought that they were not worthy of love, of experiencing like a loving relationship, right, with like a partner or something like that. Maybe they're single or they're, they're really looking for that and they can't find it, right? Like, I'm, I'm not worthy of a good relationship. Right. So what I would say for that is start creating that loving relationship in any relationship that I experience during the day. Like right, right, whether it's just like saying hello to some, like having a short interaction walking past somebody on the sidewalk. Like, like how can I make that interaction a loving interaction of course that's not exactly what you know my end goal is but i'm moving in that direction and you're so right about that jeff i okay. completely agree it starts with the small the small steps yeah it does it starts with the small things and um and another way to do this is when you want to embody a quality you can think about maybe somebody that really already embodies that. Mm. And then you can think, well, what do I imagine that they do throughout their day? What do I imagine their life looks like? Mm. What kind of qualities, what kind of clothes, what does their house feel like? What are they doing in their day? What kind of actions, how are they treating people? How are they treating themselves? And then you can kind of get an idea of maybe some things that you can incorporate to make yourself feel more worthy. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. And I, I think what, what sort of goes on my mind when you're saying something like that is this idea where that can be kind of tricky. I think especially in a place like Los Angeles or a place that's like there's this kind of and, and in the time that we're at with like so much social media and everybody just kind of putting their stuff out there, it can be really difficult to separate yourself from like wanting to be just like somebody else or wanting to follow the same path that someone's taken which is such an unrealistic expectation. But why, why would somebody mm -hmm. not want to follow in a way someone that they admire? Why wouldn't they, what would make them, what would be that, that um, attribute or quality that would stop them from following someone else in a way? Not, you know, of course you have to be authentic. Sure. Who would that be? Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I can use the same example of not feeling good enough or something, right? Like if I'm not as good at, at you know, such and such a skill as this other person, or I don't have the same circumstance or whatever. Well, it's it's definitely not about comparing. It's mm -hmm. just about it's about instead of being jealous of other people mm. that have that beauty, that have that career, that have that relationship, that have it together instead of being jealous of them, because that's what stops us from learning from other people. Right, yeah. It's all about learning and opening up and coming into the heart and finding ways to be positive about that person. Right. Okay, I, I, can, I can get this, I can breathe into this, like I can learn something from this. Yeah. So yeah. More of that connection. Yeah, it's almost like changing your perspective on that. So when you said that, what I thought was like, instead of being envious of someone else's qualities or something, if I look at somebody as maybe, whether they think so or not, but say I'm, I want to sort of uh, um, have more of the qualities of a certain person that I admire, if I kind of almost treat that person as like a bit of like a teacher, you know what I mean, by looking at their life, 
then I'm, I'm going to look at them with a, in, from a totally different light. Like that through my observation of that person and their skills and maybe kind of, I don't know, maybe talking to them or, or learning about them or just kind of thinking about them, that their success is like, yeah, like I, I can see they're, you know, I treat them in a way that like, oh, I can actually gleam a lot from what they do. You have to be excited for the other people that yeah. do those things that you want. Because as soon as you are excited for that beautiful, confident girl that walks by or that really successful person that you just met, like you start to incorporate that into your being and ask yourself, all right, I'm inspired. And inspiration motivates us. Yeah, that is such a, wow, that's actually really, I think such an important point, that excitement. I think that when you talk about in our society right now, there's um, this kind of false spirituality type thing that happens. I feel, I mean, I've dealt with this on, with myself, but I feel there is a lot of like an envy that goes around, especially when we're seeing through things like social media, where it's just a lot of like, hey, look what I do, look what I do, look what I do. It's, oh man, it's so easy that that feeling can come up. I, I get the sense that that's kind of very pervasive with people in our society. I think it is, and I think it's everywhere. And I, and I think it comes from fear. Because when we're in love, and we're in that space where our heart is open, we're embracing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so important to start every day with a little bit of meditation or a little bit of just like coming into the heart and setting your intention. Like just like we set that intention for this talk. Yeah. If everyone could just wake up and set the intention for a little bit more love, a little bit more openness, a little bit more warmth, and it would grow and it would grow and it would grow and we would start to embrace each other a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Our relationships would be a lot more authentic and we would actually, I think that's a, that's a main thing too, is that, we're so afraid of kind of being who we, we are. We're, all, we're constantly measuring ourselves up to other people that it makes it really difficult to be authentic with somebody. You know what I mean? And that pervades, I think that's like one of those habits that kind of comes in and it just has the potential to really get into every single relationship that we have in our lives, you know, and then we're living kind of this fake life and it's just, it's like, we're just in this protective shell. Yeah. I have a sense it's very pervasive in our society, that inauthenticity, you know, and fear. What do you, what do you think of the fear of? What, what is that fear? I think, and then the only way that I know how to describe it is the way that I think about it, but I think yeah. there's two drivers in the mind mm. and there's just fear and there's love, mm -hmm. one or the other. And yeah. And it's just come down to a choice, you think? Absolutely. I want love to be my chauffeur. I don't want fear taking me around. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's like some programming, man. You got to reprogram yourself for that a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's huge. Like coming into the heart, asking the right questions, um, being aware of your thoughts. Yeah. Matching those with actions. Mm. And then the second thing that I think is huge is, is fitness. Fitness. How do you think, how does that fit into the whole equation? Oh my gosh. I could not imagine my life without fitness. Mm. I could not even get through and succeed and achieve without being fit mm. at all. And, um, and define fitness too. Like what do you, how do you, how would you define being fit? Just sweat every day. Mm. <laughs> It doesn't matter yeah. what you 
you. Just sweat every day for 45 minutes, half an hour, an hour. Yeah. Something that challenges your body and your mind. And it will cleanse your body. It will cleanse your mind. You'll get those endorphins, which brings on the energy, which makes you feel more confident, more competent. You're able to succeed more and achieve more. It's amazing. Yeah. There's something about that physical activity. It's a very, like, if you talk about like a goal, right? Like a fitness goal, even for like a day, right? Like get, say you're taking a yoga class or something like that, right? Just to get through that yoga class, you have to be, you have to have that dedication for that length of time. You know, you have to truly, you have a goal that you're going to get through this class, maybe not an, an intentional goal, but you're in there. You have no other choice really, but to get through that class or, you know, go through and, and do your workout for the day. There's something I think about like actually physically achieving something. It kind of like just every day. It like, it like just kind of tattoos it on you a little bit more, you know, beyond just like a mental goal or something like that. And, and I really believe in it because I've, I mean, I've been through very challenging times being a single mother on my own, doing everything, raising my daughter, running a business, creating a board game, yeah. staying fit, doing it all. And I will say the only thing that really helped me achieve everything, and I still feel like I have so far to go, but mm. it's fitness and it's fitness every day. And I miss yeah. of course. I'm totally do that's normal it's it's normal to go up and down yeah but that is huge yeah okay so that's cool it's kind of a nice little segue like obviously and i like you admit you know we're not here to really be perfect i think we're it's all about this learning experience in our lives but what do you do i mean you have this heart practice that it sounds like you do kind of like a daily like you at least wake up with it but what do you do i mean being a single mom and, and i i can't i mean I'm raising a daughter as well. And I have, you know, I'm in a relationship where we're raising her together and it can be very, really difficult still. How do you get, to, I mean, how do you stay energized? How do you stay motivated? How do you find the time? That's a lot of questions right there. <laughs> but, but how do you, let's talk about that. How about just, first of all, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep yourself going when you find yourself in those really dark places, when you're really, really challenged by kind of these like heavy things that happen in life that are, you know, have really, they're kind of out of your hands. How, how do you roll with that stuff? I think that you need to have really amazing people around you mm. who can support you and build you up and remind you of who you are. Mm. I think you need to be your own best friend. And when you can't make sure that you're around people that, can be and what is that so when you talk about the support from people what is what does that take i mean what what is the form that that take is that like through conversation like they're able to really hear what you're saying are they offering you good advice are they taking you out and doing things with you like what what does that what does that look like for you what does it mean to be surrounded by good people um good question a social life is huge mm. you have to have a social life um I think there's probably a lot of single parents or even just people in general who are busy that don't make time for having a social life. Moms who are married yeah. don't even have a good social life. And, and what that looks like is it can be a lot of different things. You know, I love to go salsa dancing. I love to grab a drink with my friends. I love yeah. to just, you know, do something, have a conversation with someone amazing or hang out with one of my besties, you know? Yeah. 
and it sounds like they're, they're I get the sense that they're people that that kind of share a similar philosophy. Maybe there's a little bit of venting if you're having a hard time, but you're, it sounds like you're surrounding yourself with people that you know are are kind of filling up your love tank a little bit, right? They're they're putting that good stuff, bringing that more of that good stuff into your life. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. Okay. So then, how do you? You're, you're doing, you're, you're running a, a business for one. I mean, that seems like that would take up a lot of time already. Let's just talk about the, the different things you've done. The most recent thing I feel like is this uh, board game, which we, we, I want to talk to you about a little bit, Terasa. You've written a couple books. I know you, you just sort of finished up a book recently, which you were getting feedback on. Yeah. And that wasn't your first book, right? No. Okay. And I remember like a long time ago, you were, you were like making a movie or a documentary that was like, it's like human, human trafficking and some like really heavy stuff. I mean, I'm sure you've done more than that. How are you finding the time to do these things? Well, I constantly tell myself I'm a superhero. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to. Yeah. And that's, and I have to say when I'm working out, I'm choosing to do sometimes really hard things because in my mind I'm like I'm a superhero what like of course I got this yeah so it's all about your mindset it's yeah. really about your mindset how do you find the time you just make it happen you can do anything that you want in this life I don't have a huge social life sometimes like right. there are a lot of friends that I would love to see and relationships that I would love to have but sometimes I choose you know, working on my purpose over that. I, some weekends I, I'll just stay in, you know, many weekends for many years. It was like that. I would much rather create something that I felt had meaning than go out with friends and have drinks. Right. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like, again, it's like that kind of awareness, that paying attention that like, what feels like maybe the right thing to do is that sort of, do you check in with yourself like that when you're sort of, Yeah. Okay, so you got to really be, I think that like having that balance in your life, the sense I'm sort of getting is that you are really, really listening. You're, you're seeking that soul connection. You're trying to be really aware and say, okay, what is it that's needed in my life right now? What do I want to do? And what's going to help me achieve that in the best way right now? Yeah. Yeah. And it may just be relaxing and having a social time or maybe like, hey, you know, I, I sort of need to get down to business right now. It definitely, it definitely is about balance. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely about not trying to be perfect. Right. Not trying to prove anything to anybody. Allowing yourself to be really real about when you're tired and when you don't feel like something and to stay in your truth and to not have to be perfect. Yeah. So like, Several years ago, I've always been really interested in this, and I hope you're okay talking about it because it's a little bit of a heavy subject. But you were working on, I don't know if you were working for like a nonprofit or you were working on like a documentary that had to do with like human trafficking and that type of thing. Yeah, I was. So yeah. So what was it? Was it a was it like a film you were working for, working on? What was what was the story around that? Um. So basically, I had met a woman, Stephanie. Uh, she runs Love Never Fails World Charity with her husband and I, children are my purpose. Mm. So I wanted to do more with them and mm. for them. And when I learned about human trafficking, 
And I learned that 50% of the pornography is produced in child pornography is, is produced in the US. Oh my God. I felt compelled to watch about that. And here I have a daughter. Right. And um, I just felt as a parent, like, how could you not care and, and uh, try all your, try with all your might, you know, to make, yeah. make people aware. So we needed to raise money. So I met with the owner and I gave her an idea that we should make a short documentary um, that would basically just tell the stories of the people that we had met. One was a woman named Lindsay McGrail. She was running a private uh, investigator slash bounty hunter underground at night, save girls off the street, catch pimps program with another amazing guy, Jeff Monteith. And they were real superheroes. Mm. Going through the, going, going out in the middle of the night and with a passion to get girls off the streets. Wow. Um, and then uh, there's Basil Baz, who runs his own organization, who was an ex-CIA spy and works to save children who have been abducted. Wow. Um, and so how could you not just sure. <laughs> you know, do something with all the amazing people that were surrounding you? Right. Um, and, and then, so that was my idea was to create a documentary and showcase these amazing people who were, you know, bringing to light something that was really heavy. Yeah. And so it sounds like it was one of these things that you met this woman and you just sort of let it take you. Right. It, it seemed like, and I guess that's what I was trying to get to is like, to go ahead and say, okay, I have, I mean, do you have any experience filmmaking or getting into something like that? No. No, right? I mean, like, I think it's so amazing. It's like, it seems like you just sort of let it guide you and you just started meeting these people yeah. that, that sort of made it easier to make it happen. Like, they sort of help, helped you along on that path. When you want something bad enough, whatever it is that you believe in and whatever it is that you want to do, you will not let anything get in your way. And if mm. you have enough passion and enough fire, to go after that, you will draw people for what it is you're moving towards. And yeah. people will want to help you because they're going to feel that. Yeah. And what I, what I really like, there's no, there wasn't this sense of like, I've never done this before, so I'm not going to even attempt to do this. You said the fact that you had an interest and you, you felt obviously a passion, I can totally resonate having a daughter. Yeah. That is so heartbreaking. I mean, heartbreaking doesn't even cover it, right? It's like, sickening right but that the 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 need that that desire to help and be a part of a solution seemed like your god and has drew these people into your life and you know you ended up making a documentary about that we actually didn't end up finishing the documentary mm. because during that time my daughter was in sixth grade and i found out that she had crohn's disease oh wow and she was not growing and mm. she was going through a lot of hardship. So mm. I give up my position. What's kind of interesting here and really important to pay attention to being a parent is that once your child had this need, it seems, I mean, was that a difficult thing to kind of drop this project or was it like, no, I, my, my child needs help. I need to now take my efforts and put a little bit more energy into that. Was there, was there any kind of, weird mixed feelings around that was there disappointment that you that you were 
you know, dropping this project, you know, like a sense of failure or anything like that? Or was it just like, no, this is what I need to be doing now? I really believe that when you're a parent, there's nothing greater than working for your child's happiness. Mm. It's like playing football to me. It's like their, like their smile, their mm. success is a touchdown. Yeah. There's nothing more exciting than that. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So it just seemed like, like it was the, uh, the obvious kind of decision to go. Your child's in need and, and there you go. Okay. You have this experience moving on. What's, what's life going to bring next? Right. Exactly. Okay. Cool. And then, so moving forward here now, authoring, what made you decide to write a book? How many, how many books have you, have you written now? Well, um, let's see. So I started a book called Pay Your Sexy Bill. I finished it. I didn't publish it. I, I didn't publish it because I felt that times have changed. Mm. We need to put our focus on different things as women. And I think as an author, as an entrepreneur, you, you need to pay attention to fads. You just do. Um, just fads. Is that what you said? I did. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're going to launch a product. Yeah that isn't popular with the times, don't waste your energy. Sure. Yes, I wrote a book and it took three years to write it and I still might release it in some, some aspect, I might change a little bit, but times change, Me Too came out and mm. it, it really, I, I just looked at it and I said, you know what, it's, it's not the right time. Yeah. It's time for something stronger. It's time for something a little bit different. And so I think you have to, be okay with that and keep your, keep your hand on the pulse so that you know what is going to be popular and what isn't. Sure. And that was just kind of paying attention to what was happening socially and, and sort of your own intuition about the way you didn't want, there was, it sounded like there was a certain message you're like, Hey, I don't really need to be put. I don't really want to be putting that message out there. The message is, is great. Mm. Um, I just felt drawn towards doing different things. So gotcha. Like yeah. You, I think you just actually kind of, you've sort of completed or in the process of completing another book. Is that correct? Yeah. So was that kind of a result of now seeing, hey, with pay your sexy bill, that's not exactly the right thing you wanted to put out there. Did that sort of inspire you then to write another book? I love to write. Mm. And I am here to be a writer and a creator. And words are like honey and chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> I love the way that you can be silent and also talking at the same time when you're writing. Mm. I think it's just the most beautiful thing ever. I feel yeah. like flowers and gardens and towers with my words. Yeah. Creating. Yeah. And I originally have written poetry books. Mm. In the past, poetry hasn't sold. Right. So I, you know, I just thought, you know, maybe I'll work on something else. So what something ha that happened was a client uh, four years ago said to me, Nicole, I had just broken up with my fiance. And he said to me, Nicole, you really need to start dating. And I was like, I hate dating. Mm. I don't need a guy. I'm good. I'm saving the world here. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and then I, he said to me, just have 101 glasses of wine. Hmm. I said, really? 
you think love is a numbers thing? And he said, I think so. And I think 101 is a good number. Hmm. I thought that that would be fun. And I started to say yes to dates rather than say no, which I have always said no. Hmm. And, um, <laughs> I started to say yes, and it took me around the world, and I had some amazing adventures, and I was lucky, and I was sad, and it was a really interesting experience, and so I wrote a book about it. And is that, did this 100, 101 glasses of wine, is that kind of part of this book, or is that, I mean, did you end up sort of following that advice? It is the book, Jack. It is the book. The book. Yeah. Not soon. I'm excited. I'm really curious about this thing, because like you say, it takes 101 glasses of wine. What does that even really mean? Okay, let's talk about that. Yes, let's talk about it. Okay, so dating. Okay. Um, dating is an interesting thing. And I, I think what it, what it is, is I, I believe most people want to find that one person that they can share their life with. Yeah that one person that they're going to love and laugh with and be held by throughout those hard times and grow mm -hmm. um, I think it's hard to find. Mm -hmm. I think that, well, you have a pretty good love story. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm really lucky in that regard though. You know what I mean? It's I, but one thing I do want to say about it is I, I believe that I am with the person that like is my soulmate. I don't, I don't really know about that word, but like that, this is a weird term. I feel like soulmate, but like, that's kind of how I feel. Like we're just sort of meant to be together. But one thing I've learned is one of the reasons we're meant to be together. I, me and me and Lauren talk about this a lot is like, we look at ourselves like these gears, you know what I mean? And like, you know, we're like these cogs of a wheel and we just fit so perfectly together like this. But what that means is like, there's certain things we have such a deep connection with each other and such a great ongoing communication with each other. But the things that are, that <laughs> when we have our rubs, if you know what I'm talking about, the things that like maybe get on each other's nerves or, or those really those, those buttons, they're so perfectly fitted. Do you know what I mean? They're like, it's like, we have really, we really look at a relationship as, I feel like as part of my development as a human being is really embracing and getting better at those things that are the exact things that are like the rubs for her. Those things that I do that bring up hard things in her, those are the exact things that I want to get better at in my life as a human being. You found your opposite, but your partner and your equal. Yeah, there's definitely like a polarity there. You know what I mean? So I think, I, I don't know, I just love this visualization of like these two gears right. that just fit. You know, I think I, before being with her, I had this idea of a relationship that it was really just kind of peachy most of the time. You know what I mean? That things were just pretty, like, you know, you're just in love and like, you know, like that's just your partner and it's it's how lucky that you just have this loving presence in your life all the time. But what I'm finding is that I am, I can't imagine my life without her. And it, we go through really gnarly stuff. Sometimes we, we rub each other in the wrong way. Sometimes just so perfectly. But one thing we do is we are really dedicated to working through that, you know, really, really looking at ourselves 
and what, what those things are and listening to each other and really holding that space for each other. The things that, that I do that really push her buttons are things that I look at myself as a human being that I want to be better at. Right. Right. So like being a more compassionate listener, that is huge. And that has never been more in my face than with, than in my relationship with Lauren, because she is, that's what she really needs. And I mean, I think everybody needs that, but with her particular situation where she comes from, that is a huge thing for her. And so if I can't be that in our relationship, it makes our relationship not very good. But I strive to embody that. And what I see is that it goes beyond a relationship. It makes me a better person. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So you found that person. And, yeah. and, and that is what everyone wants to find. Yeah. And I feel very lucky. But just to say that, like, it's not like it doesn't take work. It's not like there hasn't been times where you're just like, oh, you know, like that happens. Yeah. You know, but I'm super grateful that we're both just like, we're so dedicated to each other and to becoming better human beings. Yeah. And that's what yeah. it's all, that is what it's all about. Yeah. I, I'm to the point now where like, if I'm not embodying that, honestly, a sense of agape, you know, like not just in a relationship, but that connection with life and that honesty with myself, when I'm in my dark places and I'm, and I'm taking a low road, as we say. I don't feel like a complete person because partially it's being reflected in my relationship, but it's like, I know I'm making choices that where I'm not living the best I can live. You know, I know that I'm making choices that are not allowing me to, to, to be the person that I want to be. And my relationship with my wife is like the mirror, the little microcosm of what I want my life to be about. And it's so crazy that that has really become what it's all about for me. You know, when I'm doing those things that I need to do to, you know, to attend to whatever she is needing in our relationship, those are the exact things. That's how I want to live in my life. It's amazing how much of a force that's become, that dedication to that to relationship. And, and making that relationship as good as it can be has really made me, I think, become a better person. And that brings us back to exactly what we began with, which is love is everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hit me from the past. And, and that being in relationship with somebody that allows you to grow truly is an important part of life. And I didn't know that starting out because I had gone from being a single mom at 18 years old. Mm. Yes. And having no time and did not, did not want to date guys, did not mm-hmm. want to date anybody because I was being a mother and I thought that that was a very serious thing that you needed to just focus on and also working and working on my dreams and volunteering. I had no time. And so going into it in my early thirties, dating for the first time, I had my first date when I was like 32. Wow. It's going from starting there and exploring what it really was that I was looking for and coming to the conclusion that finding a partner in life is a really beautiful thing. And it, I think it is a part of us as humans becoming our best. Mm. And the book is adventurous and it's grand and it's tragic and there's so many things and it's all true. 
And there's a part of me that wish I never took the dare. Mm. And there's a part of me that knows that it was the right thing to do because I really grew as a human and, and I was able to write a fantastic story. Cool. So I want to talk about Terrassa. Yeah. Yet another venture here. Another venture. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what this, what Terrassa is all about. Um, this, this game is really a tool to bring yoga, meditation, and fitness into schools and into families' homes. Won two awards, the Brainchild Award and the Parents' Choice Award. Um, both prestigious awards chosen for the ability to not just entertain, not just the quality of the product, but to expand a child's mind um, at a very crucial age and to influence children um, in the right way. So it's an amazing game and um, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, it is amazing. I'll just attest that our daughter's four. We've been playing it since she was maybe just two. It's, it's one of these tools that I can see her just infusing into how she copes and deals with certain things. And to do yoga with your child, ah, it's, it's so fun. It's so fun. So happy to hear you say that. Oh, it's, I, I love it. You know, Lauren, she teaches kids yoga. She uses that in her yoga classes. The proudest moment that I had mm. with this game was when I heard a, a children's psychologist who worked with at-risk families. She bought 10 of the games and she had a game night. And she had these families come in and play the game. And afterwards they came up to her and they said, we have never talked like that as a family together. Wow. Wow. To me was so special because that's why I created it. Yeah. What was the creation of that? I mean, were you working with somebody else to help you create that game or was it, you know, like an amazing, amazing business partner who saw the potential of it, Amy McConnell. Mm. And she was the one, it wouldn't have happened without her. And when I said to her that I think that this should be a creation, she said that she was thinking about the same thing. And we met every Friday for six years until it was finished. Wow. Yeah. And again, was this one of those things where you just kind of checked in, your heart was telling you, you, you kind of felt like this was the way to go. And yes. I mean, how do you create a board game? Right. I don't know anybody's done that. So like, I doubt, have you ever created a board game before Terrassa? No. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, I have this saying that I made up. It's just throw out your dreams in front of you and jump in as if it's a pool of water and learn how to swim it. And, and that's what I did with Terrassa. I just threw it out in front of me and I researched every step of the way and I questioned every step of the way, what I needed to be doing, who I should ask for advice. I met with a lot of people. I picked a lot of brains and I really believe in that. You know, people that are successful, that have done things, they love to share their advice, especially with someone who has the right kind of heart and who's really willing to listen. You can yeah. call up a mentor or someone that you admire. It may not always happen that they'll say yes, but normally if you ask to take them to lunch or to tea, they will say yes. Yeah. And that's cool. It's putting yourself out there and not being afraid that just because you're not an expert and you haven't done this before and you don't have the answers, 
right. That they're going to want to take the time to sit down with you. So it's, it's just about, it's research every step of the way, make a list, check off the list, test the product, get it out there. And if you have that fire, if you have that passion for something that you believe in, once you've checked in with your heart and once you keep checking in with that place, that's a strong place. There is nothing stronger than the heart. So what do you mean keep checking in? Is that saying, are you saying, is this the right thing that I should be doing? Are you like, that's, that has always been this really kind of nebulous sort of idea for me. What do you mean by that? I mean, once you touch with what your purpose is, once you get to know your soul, once you decide what you're here to do in the world and it tears you apart to not have that need met, you will do everything to make that happen. And as long as you stay connected with yourself, with your heart, with your purpose, do not get distracted by other people, by what they say, do mm. not get distracted by, by anything and stay in alignment with what your goals are and what your purpose is, you can achieve anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just one step at a time. It's like, I think the idea of doing something you've never done before, creating a board game that looks very professional and is packaged and it's just good all around. Like, how do you do that? That can seem so daunting. That sounds like what you're saying is, well, what's the next thing that I need to do? What's the next thing that I need to do? What do I need to know to do this step? And just keep going one step at a time. Yeah. If there's anyone out there that wants to create something, whatever it is, whether it's a vision for the future, whether it's a product, just write out what the steps are. And I learned this from one of, one of the women that I really admire, Shelly Zalas. She said, just work backwards. Mm. And, and that's the truth. Just work backwards. And it's really mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of demystifies it a little bit too. Yeah. And you'll kind of fill in those gaps as you go along and, yeah. Is there anybody in, in the business world that you kind of look to as like a guiding force or someone who's really doing it in a way that you admire? So many people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could tell you that I really love Marie Forleo. I love her classes. Um, I love what she says. I've taken her classes. They work. They're amazing for anyone that's starting a small business. I love really empowered women. I love Shelly Zalas. I love Rhonda Carnegie. These are women that I've met that I know they have a purpose. They have a passion. They're humble and yet they're completely powerful. Mm. I, I recommend seeking out these types of people and being around them, offering something. When I uh, was offering something to those women, it was yoga and it was meditation and it was fitness. So have something to bring to the table. Um, cool. Yeah. They, they are guided by their heart, just as you are, sounds like. And they are, they're out there to seek meaningful connections. That's right. All right. So one thing I wanted to ask you about, Tarasa, you know, you're trying to get it out into schools. Do you have people that are like ambassadors for Tarasa, different teachers that are using it? I have an ambassador program. Any mm -hmm. yoga teacher or um, meditation instructor or teacher that works with kids can um, order the game at a special price for mm -hmm. their classes and um, they can also sell the game and make some money 
And it's really important right now, especially with the current culture and everything that's happening in our schools with the fear, with the guns. Yeah. This is about starting something new and cultivating peace, self-awareness and emotional awareness and health and fitness. Yeah. What I really love about the game are the visualizations and, and like you use a lot of animals, you know, and nature connections. And I love that, that when, when kids are playing it, what we play it with our daughter, getting those connections with the natural world and with yourself and the imagination going. And there are these practices that every single one of them is geared to helping like balance, to get through something, to express an emotion, to feel your strength and power. I mean, so many critical skills that I don't feel like kids are really, you know, I was never really being taught those things right. as a kid. Yes. And that is what it's all about. And yeah. Started because I was teaching kids yoga and I had kids of all ages and I just was able to see inside their little hearts and know what they needed and yeah the game so they could take it home. Are there any things that's kind of on your radar that you really want to be doing that just like that you sort of have the next step coming up or is your heart still sort of guiding you in a certain direction right now and you're just kind of seeing what comes next? So I, I definitely. Um, I'm passionate about all of my products, my books. Um, I'm passionate about maybe doing a book tour and working more with Turasa with children. I'm really passionate about music. I have a lot of songs I've been working on, but I do feel it's important to finish one thing and then move to the next before it's too overwhelming. Yeah. I've started a couple blogs. One is called the Mom Award. I have other amazing women writers right now who are just getting real about what it takes to be a mom and a parent. And I, I like what's happening because I think there's so much out there where it's like how to be perfect. Right. And I don't want to hear that, you know, and, and I don't think other mothers really want to hear that. I think we're, we want something real. The Mom Award is about that. Um, Basically, I'm doing exciting things that I'll be telling you more about, and you can find those on nicoreigel.com. On kind of a larger scale, when I think about things that are happening in the world right now, especially like in our country, and there's just such a polarization, I think, going on with a lot of people. And one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is to get more positive sort of, you know, mindsets, positive people out out and being able to express themselves. So I think it's really important for us to hear that stuff. If we're just constantly hearing about all the negative stuff happening, it can really make things kind of seem hopeless a little bit. I'm just kind of curious on, on your thoughts about what, what is happening. My opinion. Yeah. My, my opinion about the current political situation is I, of course, feel saddened by our our politics and what's going on. I, I also, I also can say the way that I do think about it is a little bit different um, because of growing up with a little bit of influence of Native Americans, I see things differently. So there's an idea in the Native American philosophy of different animals represent different qualities mm. and they all have a purpose. And the fox or the coyote, can't remember what it is, comes in to, to kind of mess up 
a current structure. There's a lot of separation going on, but maybe hopefully my hope is that we'll, we will be able to come together more and realize that it's not so much about party, but our system right now needs to change if needed. And so I, I think that is the way that I try to look at it. And I also yeah. try to look at it like we all have the opportunity to add or take away from this world and what we do on a daily basis is adding to it or taking away. So we all can go around and be a little bit nicer to everyone around. We can, if, if you don't have a product to give the world, it doesn't matter. You can be nice to the person that is opening the door for you. Yeah. You can learn a little Spanish and speak to the valet and act as if they were your brother. Yeah. You can spread that kind of good feeling everywhere you go. And it does have impact when people feel accepted and received and, and seen. It goes a long way. I, I would agree with you on that. And I think that, you know, it, it can be a little bit daunting to think that these are just like little drops in a, in a huge bucket or like a huge ocean of change that needs to happen. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think that having those more intimate connections with just whoever, again, I'll, you know, I think I use the example of just walking down the street and just having a, a, a just really short, nice interaction with somebody that you pass by on a sidewalk. Seriously, even just giving a smile or saying hello can make a huge difference. Yeah. But it has a way of rippling out. I think there's something that happens with like that human connection, that that face-to-face -face connection that is so powerful, you know? And, and yeah, yeah. One thing, I, I think we should be able to be critical of what, what's happening. And I like the way actually that you look at that because this is one of the things that Lauren and I look at a lot. We, we talk about coyote medicine. Where it's this, I, and I, I think this is maybe a little bit different than what you're talking about, but where like coyote is kind of this trickster, right? Right. Where like almost like it, it, it's like a test almost of like, if I think I have a, a, some, a way, certain, uh, something really dialed within myself or something, like coyote comes in there to sort of shake it up and sort of test me a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to react to this situation? Am I really as like compassionate or as loving or have this certain attribute as much as I think I do? Yeah. You know, and I, I would agree with that. I think that's a really nice way to look at it, that if things are just super flowers and rainbows and everything all the time, you know, there's not that contrast. People can become really complacent as a whole. Yeah. And say what you want about the terrible things that are happening and it is so heartbreaking a lot of the times, but I would agree with you that there's, and I love that you say that, that it, it is making people more aware and making people, it's like forcing people to pay attention. It is. You know, but I think that where the, where the disconnect happens though is that it's the separation between ideals that like somebody, there's a group of people that thinks one way and a group of people that think another way. I, that I think is what the saddest, one of the saddest parts is for me is, is the division that's happening between people. You know, and that people are just people, man. Everybody is just trying to be happy. There's a Buddhist philosophy that we are all sick until we meditate. Mm. And I love that because we do things to each other, to those we love, to those that we don't know that are completely ridiculous. And sometimes mm -hmm. we don't even know what we're doing. But if yeah. we watch ourselves from another view right we to see the whole picture and, and and ask ourselves maybe why we're doing those things and then we become closer when we can break down those barriers again killing that ugliness 
within all of us that we can be closer and happier. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, like having something like Tarasa, where bringing up a generation around that, you know what I mean? Of course, not every child is going to be being taught that way of connection, but I feel like there's so much that happens and like, I see it in like the kids right now that are coming up, that there is a lot of love and that there's, there are so many things that are happening in schools and happening with conscious parents, people that are trying to parent in a way that's promoting compassion where like these kids are coming up with these ideas they're they're um the grooves that are set in their brain is like connecting with people and having more compassion and more understanding i think it's so critical that we just try to see each other as just human beings are trying to be happy right you know we just have different ideas of doing it we don't have to be perfect and to, to, to be spiritual and to do yoga doesn't, I mean, there's people that will say, oh my gosh, you drink a glass of wine. Like, aren't you a yogi? Aren't you, don't you meditate? Where is it that you need to be one type of person? Right. Yeah. And I think people are very judged harshly on if they don't attain perfection or they don't show perfection in like a comment or something that they put out in the world, you know, and that's like a window into our society that like, man, are we all just striving to be perfect? I mean, are we judging ourselves for not being perfect and then projecting that onto other people? And yeah. Which all comes back to the three things that I said from the very beginning that I yeah. think is most important, which is going into the heart, connecting with love, working out, being fit and finding your purpose and going after that and, and using that to add to the world. That's really beautiful and good. I think that's a really good place to bring it back around. You know, Nicole, is there anything else you want to talk that you feel like you need to put out there or any, you know, like little pearls of wisdom that you feel like you've gleaned that you would like to share at all? I would just say if anyone wants to work with me, I am a personal coach and I can do coaching online. If you want to work on creating a product, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're ready to take that next step in your life and move forward with something and there's a block, I can help you do that. Awesome. And again, what is the, where, what is the best way for people to reach you if they're interested in that? Oh, Jeff. <laughs> is it, where they, where they go, where they visit your website or? Um... Yes, but I, <laughs> you know, why I'm laughing is because I, I don't remember if it's Nico Rachel or uh. <laughs> Rachel. So that's why, that's why I'm thinking like, what am I, what am I even doing? what are we talking about perfection i love it that is so good well how about this how about you know when we figure out the right website it'll be definitely in the show notes because you have your stuff together nicole and i just really one thing i really do appreciate you i just want to say this is that you're embracing your heart you know you're embracing that you're not taking yourself extremely seriously it's okay to, to mess up and it's okay to not be perfect and it's okay to figure your way through things. Obviously, you've had a lot of practice with that, you know, and there's something that I... Being imperfect, yes. Well, but, but there's something that's really empowering about that. You know what I mean? I think that honestly, when I see, when I see other people that are out there doing it and they have their imperfections and they're not, they're not afraid of that, like there's something that it's, it's really empowering. You know, it gives us permission gives right. me permission right you know and even just that little bit you know that makes me able to be more okay with myself 
Thank you. That's huge. I love what you're doing. I think it's important to to do what you're doing, and I love the intention behind it. And thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, I really appreciate you being on, Nicole. You made it to the other side. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please subscribe to Mattercast. It's free. You can see the video that goes along with this interview on our YouTube channel at Matter Handmade. You can also go and check out the rest of our goodies at youmatter.com. Y-O-U-M-A-T-R. We really look forward to seeing you at our next episode. And uh, until then, this is Jeff saying peace. Have a beautiful day. And always remember, you matter.